Hey everyone, welcome to, or welcome back to, The Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Telsey, and together we explore topics surrounding flow, as well as lead by inspiration through our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. Telsey's away doing the, she's doing the Reformer Pilates training for the next couple of weeks, so she's not here for this episode, but... uh, we kind of like just jump right into it. So today on the on the podcast, we've got Carly Eagles. Hi. <laughs> and uh, you are the the founder, creator of a, a company called Sweet Simple Nutrition. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And you're also, um, I think, like a yoga instructor, do a bit of personal training and kind of like the full full wellness sphere of of different things, right? Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on. Um, I don't do personal training, although I wish I did that. Okay. Um, but I do teach yoga. Cool. Um, I work one-on-one with nutrition clients. Um, and I, I'm also just finishing up a program called Culinary Nutrition. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. That's super exciting. Like, I'm I'm big into... the, the Like, uh, nu- nutrition was something that really drew me in from like my early teens because I've always really liked food and sometimes <laughs> they're they're not a lot of people treat them like they're not exactly the same but you know meshing them two together is something that I think will be fun to to dive into today because that's kind of where your yeah I think where your passion sort of lies most deep deeply so um Anyway, just as like, I guess, context or whatever, we actually went to high school together. Yeah. We never really knew each other back no. then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so we clearly were in like in different groups or whatever. Um, have you always been into like nutrition or? Honestly, like back in high school, not at all. Yeah. I wasn't very healthy, um, didn't play any sports, hated exercise, like basically the opposite of how I am now. It wasn't until I about like first or second year of university when like I had so much stress uh-huh. and I just was like not very happy at the time, even though I did love university. Um, but I started using fitness and like group fitness classes as just like my outlet. Mm-hmm. And then that sort of shifted as soon as I started working out. I was like, oh, eating well makes me feel good, too. And it just kind of like continued from there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. I'd say very similar to like my backstory with, with being interested in nutrition. It started a bit earlier cause I, I played basketball for PC and, and uh, like just kind of started from being in like a coming out of um, like elementary school, being overweight and needing to lose weight to like play better and, and, you know, have more endurance and everything and finding that nutrition was, was like the big factor for me as well. Um, were you in the uh, like the arts program or? I wasn't in the arts program, but like I was kind of a wannabe. Oh, okay. Like I, I did hang out. I was a bit salty about that actually. <laughs> were you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did hang out with a lot of people in the arts program. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why like oh, we were in like totally opposite circles in the school because the arts program was quite... Um, like I don't know, like close knit, were, like close knit yeah. sort of like group that I was not a part of because I was way more like a sciency and had like zero creativity kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I always called myself a floater. Like oh. I had f- friends from every group, kind sure. of. I had like my core friends, but yeah. I just sort of like floated around. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of still the same. I I seem to make friends with like. Lots of different people, and yeah. I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's like a great um, like attribute to have for sure. Um, so then, yeah, you get into you get into nutrition and everything, and how did that like? What's the sort of the journey that led you to wanting to like be your own boss, kind of thing, like doing it, sort yeah. of uh, taking that kind of leap. It's been a very long process. So after university, I ended up. Um, taking the precision nutrition course. Um, I guess part of the backstory too is that like I've always had digestive issues. Okay. Like struggled with them since I was a kid. 
So that was always like a little bit of my interest mm. was was kind of like, how can I help myself? Um, but yeah, I took the Precision Nutrition course, which is actually a really good course. It's online. Did you do that too? Yeah. 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 Um, so that was like a good starting point, but I still didn't feel confident enough to really coach people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for, for a few years, I kind of had been thinking about holistic nutrition. Um, I liked that it was a bit longer program um, in person. Um, but it wasn't really something that like I was working for the government. I was like, had a good full-time job. Wasn't like totally on my radar to do. Oh, okay. Um, then I guess like maybe three years ago, my dad passed away. He'd been sick for a long time. Um, but the stress of that and like, especially near the end, I, I got even more sick. Like I, my stomach was totally messed up and, Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of go back to basics again with myself and like heal myself. Um, and that was also when I kind of was like, you know what? Life's pretty short. Well, you know, however you want to look at that in a positive light. Yeah. But like yeah. it's important to do what you're passionate about. And like that was something my dad really like talked to me a lot about was like following your dreams. And mm-hmm. um, we had even talked about me going to nutrition school and he was kind of saying, you know, hope that you do it yeah so about like a year after that I like in 2017 went back to school um I went to the Institute of Holistic Nutrition in Ottawa um and yeah so it was a one year like 12 month program Mm -hmm. it's pretty intense there's a lot of information for (laughs) just one year um as I'm sure you know like studying nutrition there's just so much information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could set, study any subtopic of nutrition for years. Totally. Um, so that, that was really great. And after I graduated that, I have moved back to Peterborough um, and launched my business officially last December. So it's been awesome. about a year. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. It's been such a good experience so far, like such a good learning experience. Yeah. And there's there's also... I'm sure I think you're in sort of the the same um, like boat that I am with uh, like there's a lot of support in Peterborough too for small businesses and um, are you you're with Community Futures as well? Um, or? I did some stuff with Peterborough Economic Development. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah so they're so all kind of same under sa- the same, same kind of umbrella. Yeah. yeah. I did the Starter Company Plus program and uh, okay. Yeah. Somebody actually happened to tell me about it. Everything is. Kind of just like nicely fell into place. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told me about it like in September of last year when I uh, had just moved back home. Mm-hmm. So I applied for the program and I believe it was in October, November. Um, so that program, they help you to build a business plan um, and then kind of like compete for a grant for your business. Yeah. Um, so seven of the, I think 14 of us got grants. Cool. Um, and I was lucky enough to get one of the two top grants. So that was, nice. that was like a big encouragement too. Sure. And I actually used a portion of that grant to pay for my school that I'm in right now for culinary nutrition. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah that's, that's great. Um, yeah, I think it's like, you're right. It's going on right now. Cause, uh, Jordan and Sean who are from new Foss media, they were on yeah. a couple months ago. Um, and they are, I think it's actually this Thursday is the, uh, pre- you know, the, you do a little like, uh, like sort of like fair sort yeah, of thing yeah. where you present like a your little trade show. Yeah. A little trade show for each business. And I think that's this week. So yeah, that's, oh, cool. uh, essentially, yeah. Coming full circle that from a year ago is how it's going right now. Yeah. Um, it's a great program. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody that's kind of looking to, to get started, obviously like, the ambition of something like Flow Spa is a little out of that scale, and uh, and I, I didn't know about like the starter company um, program because I was more so launched right into like Community Futures, which is more of like a, a larger size like loan yeah. instead of a grant. But yeah, anybody getting started with with like those smaller kind of steps, that's where I always like encourage people to start. Is look what even if you're you know not in the Peterborough area, like look at what's available in your your town maybe provincial like whether mm-hmm. you're doing like an online business or or something like more local you're probably going to be able to find something of course when you get to sort of like the large you go from peterborough to like provincial to federal 
it's going to be like a lot more competition, but that's always like a good learning experience anyway. For sure. Like I had went into it without really any intention to, Mm -hmm. to get a grant. Like, and I think maybe that's why I did well too, because I wasn't, I wasn't there for the money. Sure. I was there just to learn and to understand a bit more about what it takes to run a business. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, being open to that experience and anything else is just a bonus. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's definitely like essential. And then I think it also touches on the other aspect of that, which is, it is something that you're passionate about. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of, it's definitely something that we, we talk a lot about here and on the podcast because without that, that passion, if you're just after the, the money, like it's something you could do. I mean, it's, it's okay in one sense, but you have to really know that that's, that's what you're for is not for me I usually like kind of like preface that but I think for some people yeah maybe that is their like primary driver and it could work I guess Um, (laughs) yeah it could work like depending on the business yeah I think in a business especially when it's like for yourself and when it's in kind of the wellness slash like you know people are shelling out money to to be helped Mm. in some way um I kind of say similar to your business too is like you can feel someone's like authenticity. I, totally. at least I feel like I can. Yeah. And yeah, in terms of like doing it for the money or not, when you start a business, like you're really not making any money. Yeah. So I, I which I've kind of learned and like, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, if you don't like what you're doing, then it's going to make sticking, sticking it out a whole lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to find, find that joy in it. There's going to be like, obviously times that, aren't so fun you know I always kind of pictured my business like all the glamorous parts of it before I started it so like you know meeting with clients and giving presentations but behind the scenes is where 90% of the work happens and it's not as glamorous Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah. that's uh it's so true and uh I think like something just that kind of goes through my mind a lot that I hope is is words of encouragement for a lot of people is is um over time you develop like some people call it like a thicker skin um i like the term grit a lot um there's there's different like uh i I just recently learned that there's different types of grit it's not all just about like the um like perseverance type but um there's going to be those hard things and uh and over time you actually like you kind of just like jump right into them instead of it like you know smacking you in the face and throwing you off off kilter you just you it's just something that comes with practice like anything else i think that you you kind of just like oh it's just another like uh, obstacle that you you go through kind of thing definitely Um, it really like builds resilience yeah 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 i was thinking about something like that yesterday that's that was kind of similar to that um it's just that sometimes as an entrepreneur, um, especially like a sing- like a by yourself, I don't yeah. know what do you, what would you call that. Some people call it like the solopreneur. As, yeah, solopreneur. Yeah. Uh, like there's a lot doing of, it without like a, a partner. Like yeah. Just, yeah. There's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about that yesterday. That like almost every day there's something I'm doing that scares me. Yeah. Like it's it's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like that. It's building that resilience because like every time it's maybe a little bit less scary. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's that's what it's all about. It's the same thing with uh, you know, doing a podcast or or putting it out as a video. Um yeah. which are which are very valuable tools for somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur. I don't think it's I don't think it's the be all end all. You could be like a really great writer. Um, it's just knowing where people's attention is. It's kind of something that you have to be like amazing, like, you know, one yeah. of the best in the world at it to get attention. Like, uh, like I don't think I don't I don't follow a whole lot, like every single person on social media. But, you know, Mark Manson um, is probably like one of the top bloggers in the world or another example that I know a little more closely is Seth Godin and he writes a daily blog and I talk about him a lot on the podcast because he's he's got like more of um I don't know like ethical sort of approach to marketing I would say maybe not ethical not the right word not like in your face he's he's more about just 
really dialing into who your target market is and what's the minimal viable audience for whatever your product or service is. And um, he doesn't do he he's comfortable in front of video and stuff, and he does a podcast now. But it's like he does a daily blog that I think reaches millions of people a day, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's it is possible, but really challenging to like kind of have the blog as like the the central thing these days. It worked more five or seven years ago, probably. But yeah. Now I think you need to train up some of that resilience to face you know, the camera or the, the microphone um, <laughs> so true. where people are paying a little more attention. Yeah. I, I've been so bad at like, try, I tried to do some Instagram videos once in a while. I'm just extremely awkward in front of the camera and my family will be the first ones to tell me the truth. <laughs> oh, they're like, why are you acting like this? <laughs> it's really like, you're so funny when you're not, <laughs> when you're not trying. Yeah. Like it's... if there could be someone maybe just following me around, like I'd love to have a reality TV show mm, Cool. to capture yeah. <laughs> yeah. those funny moments. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It, I feel the same way still. So I don't really have the right answer, but like, the more practice or whatever, yeah. the, the easier it becomes. Also, just not trying to force it so much, yeah. or or maybe for you know, in some cases, it's it's planning it out well in advance, right? right. Um, do you are, are you more introverted or extroverted? I would say I'm more introverted. Like yeah. I'm a very social introvert. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. love to be alone. <laughs> so. That's and it's essentially like where how you recharge your batteries, whether it's with people or without people, is kind of the the core aspect of what that even means. And we had an episode a little while ago about it because uh, Telsey and I are both, you know, strong introverts. But um, yeah, this I think the social part is more um, no longer being as shy, right? It's yeah. like as shyness is not the same thing as introversion, and that's something that like you overcome, right? Um, as, as you sort of like eliminate that fear of uh, interpersonal interaction kind of yeah. thing. Um, but essentially like the point I was thinking with this is I feel like for extro- extroverts can just get on the camera or whatever and, and kind of talk through their day or whatever. I think that planning ahead or maybe being a little more deliberate is kind of the key for like introverts that are running their own businesses or trying to, make a presence for themselves on, on social media of any sort, whether it's YouTube or Instagram um, as the two like main ones. So that's something that like I think about because I don't do, I I also like, I don't really watch Instagram stories. So it's not even something that I do a whole lot of because it's it's sort of just not for me. Um, Like, and I think, I don't know. I know that, a lot of people do pay a whole lot of attention to it, but I'm also kind of on the, like, I, I'm definitely a proponent of sort of that, that finding balance and that digital minimalism kind of aspect. Yeah. Um, and so I don't like to spend a whole lot of time on social media and I don't really, I, I, I want to sort of like do, do my job in, you know, marketing through social media. Cause that's super important for a small business, but also not contributing to like, overwhelming people right yeah I, that's so true mm-hmm. i try to do the same i don't want to be posting things all day long yeah um because and i don't think anyone should be unless that's really like what their passion is because yeah. maybe it is but um yeah it takes away from real life that's my struggle with it mm-hmm. like i do take a lot of food pictures which everyone i know probably thinks is so annoying but i mean i am a nutritionist yeah <laughs> So food pictures actually are pretty relevant for me. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. But no, yeah, I, I think there's like a fine line. And I try not to bombard people with like sales pitches um, on like on my social media just because it gets, like you said, it gets exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good strategy. I mean, like Gary Vaynerchuk kind of refers to it as like the jab, 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 right hook where mostly you're just giving you know you're creating beautiful food pictures you're putting out that kind of content um and and i don't know i i love food pictures on instagram i do too yeah yeah, so (laughs) it's it's you're it's definitely like appealing to you know the the crowd that you're you're trying to reach um and then like 
yeah, there's nothing wrong if you're giving out all this like great content to ask every once in a while. But if you, yeah, if you start to be like pushier too much on the like the salesy end of it, then it it, it really takes away from it, it, that's that's essentially like what marketing is not, right? Right. Um, yeah. That's like that's like pure sales that we saw in I don't know like the early 1900s or what like a really like antiquated sort of style of it yeah yeah um kind of like going into more of the 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 nutrition side of it um something that I can kind of came to mind because yeah I, I did the precision nutrition as well and uh and I'm kind of curious your take on you know their uh, PN's sort of approach is very um, like John Berardi refers to it as diet agnostic <laughs> where you don't really like necessarily like you know prescribe or subscribe to any one particular diet and then um, on the other side like what's the like sometimes like when people think of like holistic nutrition it maybe is a little more dialed into one sort of aspect or um, I don't know because I didn't I haven't like studied holistic nutrition particularly so I'm yeah. not sure where do you sort of land on that spectrum of like maybe science versus things that that are working for clients but maybe less you know less like rigid in nutritional science per se mm, that's a good question so inter I'll touch on the John Berardi stuff first yeah. the precision nutrition um, I like the stuff they put out mm -hmm. It, it's like very science-based. Um, it makes a lot of sense. I still pull pieces of it actually. Yeah. Um, especially for clients who are just figuring out like how to eat healthy. I like, he has like some good plates that totally. he has. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so in terms of like the simplicity of some of it, I really like it and still use it. Yeah. Um, it ties in well with holistic nutrition. I mean, I also don't subscribe to any specific type of like diet. I get asked that a lot. Mm -hmm. For some reason, everyone thinks I'm a vegan. <laughs> like every person I meet. Yeah. I, maybe because I'm a yoga teacher too. It's also, it's kind of the um, the, the, the fad right now, right? Yeah. I'm sure since you've been in it for a while now too, you, you see like, you know, a couple two years ago or so it was keto for everybody yeah and now we've really like hit into the plant-based yeah there seem those two both st still seem to be pretty hot they are yeah um yeah i don't subscribe to any of them mm -hmm. personally at least not right now um but yeah the holistic nutrition component kind of pulls in so it takes the nutrition piece but also looks really more at like the whole body okay so as opposed to just looking at nutrition which is a kind of more about what um, precision nutrition's about. Yeah. I mean, they do talk a lot about fitness as well, though. Sure. Because um, it's kind of like targeted toward a lot of athletes, too. The precision nutrition, I would mm -hmm. say. Um, yeah, we look kind of at the whole body. So, like, not only what the person's eating, but, you know, what they're doing for movement, how they're thinking, like, what's going on with their mental health, too. Yeah. Um, and the, the purpose of it is to really look for a root cause. And then to use foods and other lifestyle recommendations to sort of support um, that root cause. I'm, I don't think we're supposed to use the word heal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, to support whatever that root cause is. So nutrition is a big component of that, obviously, as a nutritionist. But I will give people lifestyle recommendations, sometimes even supplementation. Mm -hmm. And it is pretty individualized, um, depending what each person's dealing with cool yeah although when it comes down to it the fundamentals of a healthy diet yeah are always kind of the same that's right they're always yeah. yeah they're always rooted in in that scientific perspective and and um it's i think it's good to hear that because i think that some people um well there, there's definitely a lot of whether you like gurus or or people that just have like these radically different opinions that um, kind of get off course from that for sure. Yeah. For me, it's about like the individual feeling their best mm -hmm. and recognizing like that individuals are all different too. So my perfect diet might not work for someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And working with that, I also talk a lot about like mindfulness in terms of 
eating. Mm. Um, I do a lot of like intuitive eating personally. Yeah. So I really try to listen to like what my body, I, I'm sure Telsey has talked about this before too. But yeah. Like actually listening to what my body is, is wanting and craving and then trying to understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's like a, it's definitely something that benefits from, from like a lot of coaching for somebody that's new to it, I would say, because it's, it's challenging. Um, it, it, it does, like you said, take in the whole, like the holistic approach. Cause, um, uh, I can't remember who I heard talking about this recently. It might've been on like one of Paul Check's podcasts, but, um, like kind of like distinguishing between what the uh the brain wants as far as food goes or like you know what your palate is like is looking for versus he was like talking about like what your soul wants and you know that kind of reaches into a little more of the spiritual aspect and paul check is very like he's he's a little more out there not not quite um sometimes like things i've caught things that like you know he references pretty bad science (laughs) sometimes but he um he's really well grounded so there's something there's something unique and and interesting to pay attention to there anyway but um yeah that takes a lot of coaching to figure out whether it's like um you know an intense craving say for sugar doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you actually need yeah kind of thing um sometimes it's I think a good example is is when you like eat a whole bag of potato chips and you're still hungry afterwards. It's because you haven't actually nourished yourself with yeah. what your body was craving in the first place, and you've sort of not even put a band aid on it. It's just like it's filling. It's so empty as far as as nutrients go, and that's where it kind of ties back into the science of it because it's. A lot of it is around, you know, nutrient density yeah. is is really important for satiation and and feeling feeling that actual sense of fullness. Yes, totally. And I think that's why we get stuck in these like when we're not eating well, we can get stuck in these loops of continuing to eat not so well. Yeah. Because yeah, our bodies is desperate and also once you get a taste, I mean, no one's going to deny that like chips don't taste good. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, where was I going to go with that? Um, so the, the idea that I've, I've read a lot and seen a lot of things from some nutritionists that are all kind of like, you know, calories in versus calories out. That's kind of the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Um, and that whether your calories come from like a healthy food or an unhealthy food doesn't matter if in the grand scheme, which sure you can say that like calories in and calories out, that is how the body works. Mm -hmm. But touching on like the the nourishing foods and the nutrient dense foods the way that calories like act in our body is different so mm. you like they they aren't the same right like 200 calories of chips versus 200 calories of like nutrient dense vegetables and protein are going to react in your body in two really different ways yeah totally um so i've been like thinking a lot about that too when i when i kind of work with clients and also in my nutrition program right now um just this idea that you know sure like you can use the math and you can count your calories if that's what works for you but ultimately if you want to nourish your body if you're eating for health Mm -hmm. um, these calories are behaving in really different ways and the way they're going to serve your health long term is also really different totally yeah yeah it's uh and yeah, that's something that um, I th- it takes it takes like quite a bit of time to appreciate too. If you're just getting started with it, um, it's so hard to like unpack that that even like the the addictions that we we build up or that almost dependency to to process foods. You know, yeah. it messes up our gut health, and then you know there's research showing how uh the bad bacteria in our microbiome is actually influencing our our neurochemicals and and increasing those cravings for those processed foods and it's it can be like a tough challenge that's where uh, i like that the precision nutrition approach 
is all about um, like they're really deep into the change psychology and and mm-hmm. developing you know behavior goals instead of obsessing over outcome goals yes. and uh, and really like breaking it down to the smallest achievable things is is huge with precision nutrition um, and so I I'm pretty sure that anybody that signs up directly with them as like a client I mean we did it from like the coaching aspect it's uh I believe it's like a full year okay, because yeah. um when you're working with like a, a coach and I think um I don't know maybe it's a little bit different with your your individual practice we can get into that but uh making like the smallest change that you know a customer or a client's gonna stick to on even on like a two-week basis is is really important because you can buy like a yeah if you're if you're going in for like a if you're preparing for like a physique show you're gonna need to buy that full meal plan that may be radically different from what you're currently doing mm-hmm. and you're gonna need to stick to it a hundred percent in order to look good on stage but that's we we know it's not sustainable right it's yeah that's uh it's like a temporary thing for a for one of those those outcome goals really um but that's not like I, i'm sure the holistic nutrition precision nutrition it's all about more of people don't always like the word but the lifestyle change it is you know? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um i forget what i what i was kind of leading towards with with that question and and uh is that sort of yeah actually is that how you approach it still or is that how like the holistic kind of practice approaches it is like the smallest kind of possible change yeah time i would say i do try to get clients to take kind of little steps Mm -hmm. um i i do like that precision the way precision precision nutrition does that yeah um and yeah i try to get my clients like we go over so much in our first visit usually um but then I try to break that down into like a couple of achievable kind of goals yeah. for, for that next period of time. Yeah. Um, because like you said, if you try to overhaul everything at once, it doesn't usually go super well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I try, I usually ask them too. Like I'm not the one who should be creating these, these goals or mm. these habits. Um, you know, what, two things do you think are achievable yeah. for the next month yeah. that you could work on? Um, and sometimes, usually it's really simple things too, like drinking more water yeah, and like eating some more vegetables, like really easy things like that. For sure. Or like for some of my other clients, maybe it's like, okay, like have like one last glass of wine a night. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Um, that aren't necessarily life altering. There's definitely other nutritionists who I would say, are more strict. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. And if you're dealing with like an acute disease or a problem, sometimes you do need to be more strict, but we're all human too. Mm-hmm. So I think even in those cases, like being gentle in terms of adapting slowly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's probably the type of clients I get is clients that want to move a bit slower in terms of like taking their time to really like make it a lifestyle. Sure. Like you said. Yeah. Um, I'm not the person who's like phoning them at like nine o'clock at night being like, don't eat that cake. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably say to them, like, have the cake if you want to or have a piece of it. Yeah. And tomorrow, like, get back on track. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've always, um, I think that it's something that um, John Berardi's talked about too with Precision Nutrition that... I've always kind of liked is the uh, if you're if you're ninety percent I think if ninety percent of the way to a perfect diet then that's going to get you the results still totally uh, so when you and then if you're eating you know um, usually well some even if it's the three square meals a day um, with twenty one a week that still gives you room for like two sort of meals not being perfect yeah. two or three um, can still be the piece of cake or something. Uh, and then I know that there's that as you kind of go along and you learn this, there are instances where 
you would kind of check off like two of those if it's like a you know a Chinese food buffet right. or like going for all you can eat sushi. <laughs> that's usually like the, based on the calorie calorie load and everything. It's it's more than one of those squares of your sort of less than ideal diet for the week. Right. Um, yeah. I try to like get people away from like food guilt too. Yeah. Um, Cause like, like you, like I really like nutrition cause I really like food. Uh-huh. Um, but I do think that when, when there's too much guilt associated with something, that's when people give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. For someone who's just starting, maybe they're, good meals are 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still better than maybe when before they were 5% of the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And trying to just like encourage people that it's not the end of the world if you eat that cake yeah. or that pizza. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's, it's the same thing that I think about a lot with, with business or starting a business or running a business, anything to do around that. It's the exact same thing is, is getting rid of that guilt for maybe not checking off or yeah or even just like those like people that are super type a driven to accomplish stuff trying to like perfection's not the goal and the more that you forgive yourself for not doing things perfectly the more you end up getting done that's so true right because i think you like you like i've done it too where i've kind of waited it's like well it's not ready it's not perfect like I can't share this with the world. Yeah. But yeah, it's never like, it's never going to be perfect or you're going to be waiting forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think so. That's uh, it, it, yeah. I, I like that. Cause it just, it's the same principle across the board for, for accomplishing cool stuff in yeah. your life in, in any aspect. Um, so actually I'm curious about the, like the culinary, uh, nutrition program and and how like is it almost like becoming more of a a chef or what what sort of does it look like is it i i can't even i've never heard of it before and i just can't really wrap my head around how it works or what it's so yeah it's it's very cool that's a good word i like to use super cool Uh, basically what i like about it and what it is so I did the holistic nutrition course mm-hmm. and the person who actually made this culinary nutrition program was a graduate from that course as well. Oh, cool. Um, and you know, the course was amazing and we talk a lot about nutrition and food, um, but not a lot about the execution. So we learn what foods we should be telling people to eat or what to eat um, and how to help all these different conditions. but. The, the actual there's a piece missing hmm. which is the fact that a lot of people don't know how to prepare their food ah. or don't know what to eat how to make it so it sort of fills that gap so there's a in the course there's been a lot of cooking involved i will say like my culinary skills have improved greatly um i'm definitely not a chef sure <laughs> but like i can now confidently like make things that maybe before i just didn't know how to make and cool. That was kind of a weird gap for me because I was like, I'm a nutritionist. Why don't I know how to make these things? But it just wasn't a big component of yeah of the school. Yeah. So it also, like we talked a lot about or we learned a lot about um, different conditions as well and how, again, how to support those conditions through diet um, and actually designing specific meals and specific recipes. So we, we've done a lot of recipe creation as well, mm-hmm. using ingredients that help to heal. So for instance, um, if I wanted to make a smoothie that was like anti-inflammatory, I might be thinking to add things like turmeric and ginger. Um, I like to add probiotics, which also help with like inflammation in the gut, support the brain health as well. Mm-hmm. So at, it's it's kind of like being a chemist in your kitchen, yeah. But with like this intention of healing, maybe for specific things or supporting specific conditions, um, yeah. So it's it's a lot about recipe creation and also about um, teaching other people how to cook too. Mm-hmm. So that's something that in the new year I'm really excited to start launching. Nice um, in Peterborough here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, and and that's great. Yeah, I think that's um, when when you're. I mean, 
sometimes when you're in it right like we sometimes forget these things that seem so basic to us and and even like you said you've been shocked at how much you've been able to kind of like expand your skills in the kitchen uh it's it i don't know it it definitely like is something i forget a lot that a lot of people have no clue how to yeah yeah put together meals or or anything like that and and just that kind of getting back to basic step can be really really helpful and valuable for for yeah the 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 clients that are struggling maybe um so many different ways with nutrition is it are you going to be uh or do you have anything planned to sort of like expand upon your online offerings or um do you do much like online coaching or not a whole lot like i would like to uh but a lot of it is in person right now. Mm-hmm. I think it would be awesome to do some like culinary videos at some point as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. Um, but I'll probably start mostly in person to to begin. Cool. Um, I haven't decided on my location for that yet. Yeah. It may just be like a small group setting in my kitchen for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my home office is anyway. Is yeah. is at my house. So. Yeah, yeah I think I. Like the basics are so important and it even goes beyond that though, because people can, when we're, when I'm kind of telling people as I'm walking them through these cooking workshops, mm-hmm. you get to learn a lot about the, the health benefits of these different foods. Like, so the, yeah. the why behind, why am I adding this ingredient into what we're making? Um, because it's more than just because it tastes good. Mm-hmm. That's just like an added bonus. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I think so something that obviously is I've started to less and less ask this question or or kind of dive into it because uh, the whole like central theme of the flow cast is to is to even just um, express that like flow state through the conversation in a lot of ways um, because I find that's what ends up happening anyway but uh, something that I do like to kind of go back to a lot is have you experienced or or what in sort of your life kind of triggers that that deep sort of focus flow state for you and and so just kind of like touching on it a little bit more usually it's uh it's things like you lose track of time and and it's kind of that that borderline between where you're pushing yourself to like the limit of your skill without going overboard and without like kind of that boredom of things being too easy. Mm -hmm. What sort of things kind of trigger that for you? I think a big thing for me, which is so funny because I always was really shy growing up, um, is like presenting, Mm -hmm. um, talking to big groups. I actually, like I used to be a singer and it was kind of the same thing. Like I'd be so nervous before, but once I would start, like yeah. get up on the stage and start singing, it, it's like, yeah, like time kind of disappears. Yeah. And I found that when I started to do some some big workshops and presentations, I get kind of that same feeling. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I'm just kind of, I am like in my flow and yeah. and I'm able to like give this information to people and feel them receiving it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else? Like. I guess I feel that as well when I'm teaching yoga. So kind of another like per, almost like a performing thing as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I think performance is, uh, is one of those aspects that kind of triggers flow quite a bit. And, and I can definitely relate with like the presentation aspect. Um, more so it's, it's a tricky one, right? Because when you start out, it's probably less that because you're just so, especially being introverted usually starts with like that shyness aspect too. And you, you kind of, uh, I guess like the looking at the, the, the scale of, of anxiety is too high. Right. So you can't actually like be in that flow state and, and really get, you know, into that awesome presentation mode. Uh, But as you practice, it becomes easier and easier to do that. And I think part of it is like, um, there's a, there's a perceived risk with that, which is we want to perform really well so that 
we don't look foolish. And unfortunately, yes. that's like just part of what's kind of baked into. I, I you get rid of it too, but it's kind of baked into our 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 you know society that kind of like fear of that performance anxiety comes from a lot of fear of like yeah looking looking silly or whatever yeah. and uh, I think maybe uh, even with with the yoga aspect too sometimes right because it's uh, you're you're of course performing you know you're doing like the the movements alongside everybody but you also want to yeah present yourself as kind of that that not perfect but you know the the authority figure in the scene Um, yeah it's like definitely an interesting dynamic in a yoga class where you want to be assertive while still making sure that you're like um being very like mindful and present yeah which I I find like comes pretty naturally once you once I started doing it sure yeah Um, but yeah it's it's it is very similar sensation to like presenting in front of a group yeah um yeah, even just working with clients, like when I do the one-on-one stuff, I, um, especially when like, or when I talk to a client after a few weeks and, you know, they're doing so well, mm. I feel like that it not only is like being in my flow in terms of like, I enjoy the work that I'm doing, but, yeah. um, it kind of like allows me to continue to move forward and continue to like want to help others right. by, by seeing sort of that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is, you know, this is working. Yeah. I'm yeah. not just, <laughs> I'm not just making this up. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I think something for me that, that, uh, I struggled with when it came to like the one on one nutrition coaching is I'm just so fascinated by the science of it that I could ramble on for an hour about, you know, how, <laughs> how like eating different foods affects like our glycemic load or, you know, just yeah. like things that I would, uh, so it's something that I, uh, that took a lot of like correcting in myself and learning, but I definitely like could identify being like deep in like a flow state talking about something that I was really interested in with somebody that, you know, was, was working with me. So yeah, yeah those are, those are definitely, uh, I also like in terms of the flow state just in life mm-hmm. and and business, yeah. I find for me, like I've had some moments lately where it just feels as though like everything is happening kind of in its in the exact right time. Like it's right. it feels in flow and I can tell when I'm in that in that flow state, if mm-hmm. you will. Yep. Because it's like, oh, like this just happened and it's like this synchronicity where it's like this is definitely happening because I've positioned myself here. Yeah. Um, it's like affirmation that you're on the right track. Totally. Yeah. It's interesting. It's sort of, um, it's something that, uh, it's good to hear. Like I, I experience a lot of that too. And that's kind of, that's what the central mission of this podcast is, is all about is helping people to kind of actualize that for themselves. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's why we like to share these stories. Really, is because it's achievable. Um, it just sometimes it's it's something that you can't completely like break apart. But the more that we know about flow and the different ways to kind of get into the flow state and and like the the yeah the, the triggers for it, it's is something that you can like work towards improving upon as well. Definitely. And it's not all the time. Like, no, of course, there's definitely so many moments where you, yeah. where you don't feel in, in your flow. Yeah. But it's pretty cool to have, have the moments where you do and where you're like, okay, yeah, this is, I can definitely feel when things are out of balance or sure. things that aren't in alignment with what I'm, my goals are. Yeah. And it's crazy how much those can derail you. Um, but it's also cool to be able to recognize that and be like, okay, this, this needs to not be part of my, my life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's, um, and it just takes practice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It takes practice and time and building up experience with that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about or mention? Where can, uh, where can people find you for, if they want to, you know, 
follow you on i think you, you do quite a bit on instagram still and um yeah my uh, instagram handle is at sweet simple nutrition so that's where i post most stuff i do yeah. have a facebook page i think yep. it's the same handle sure i think i don't post there very often <laughs> yeah um and you can check out my website if you want sweet simple nutrition.com cool um yeah and look for you doing more uh, like culinary work in the new year yeah yeah i'm excited to like start to get some of that off the ground so stay yeah. tuned yeah, yeah for sure yeah thank you so much for having me here it's been a really oh, nice welcome. chat yeah no it was fun um we'll probably i'm always like happy to have people come back when they've got you know new updates and whatever but um yeah i think that we covered a lot today as far as the the nutrition thing i guess one like kind of quick thing is there anything that's sort of your go-to nutrition recommendation for like for everybody for everybody like what's the thing that most people are screwing up with that or maybe not screwing up with but could do a, a little bit better job that we can kind of leave people with Honestly, I think everyone just needs to eat a bit more vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. That is <laughs> the number one thing. Yeah. That, that pretty much, uh, I, I definitely agree. I think that's sort of like the precision nutrition um, seems to be like the start point for yeah. a lot of people and, and like most sensible nutrition uh, strategies too. So. Yeah. On any diet, but like yep. leafy greens, eat your, eat your leafy greens. <laughs> yeah. You can't go. We all need that. them. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks, Carly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. As always, thank you for listening to the Flowcast. If you like listening to this podcast, I really encourage you to go and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us or subscribe on Spotify or on YouTube if you like the, the video versions. Also forward it to a friend you think could benefit from the information in this episode or any other episode. It really helps to spread the word and we definitely appreciate it. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again next time.